We are very excited about today's show. And before we begin, we got Jesse Ledoux with our product feature of the week. Jesse, tell us what you got for us. Hey, Stephen, I want to introduce this product by telling a little bit of a funny story. Um, when I was competing back in 2012, I wore a fully sequined gown and nude shoes. These were absolutely plain nude shoes, no platform, no stoning, no nothing. And then the girl before me walked on stage and she had a slit in her gown and I saw that she had nude shoes. So similar to what I had, but they were bedazzled. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shoot, I could have gone the extra mile and done bedazzled shoes. And I was bummed about it. And these were we are so like we are giving this amazing deal for those exact shoes. Oh, scandalous. The, those I, those no, shoes like, that you saw on the girl. Yeah. So don't. I don't want anyone to regret not getting these. So anyway, let me give you the details on it since I just told the story first. Okay. So these shoes are the Savannah by Jonathan Kane, and they're they're traditionally one hundred and twelve dollars. We are we are selling. We are giving them to you. I mean, basically <laughs> for fifty five ninety nine, which is insane. And like I said, it is a nude strappy heel. And what it has is it's adorned with rhinestones along the straps, but the straps are still pretty thin, so it's not obnoxious. It's not going to take away from your gown. It's going to going to make you look like you went the extra mile and got the bedazzled shoes, like I never did. Wow. So that's, that's like 50% off. That's, that's, yes. that's, that's a good deal. Okay. And free shipping and all that. Now what, so you mentioned that the girl was wearing this in evening gown. Is that the yes. only thing or can you do evening gown swimsuits, uh, like age divisions? Like what, what best works with this shoe? Well, I don't typically advise rhinestones with swimsuit. However, the straps of this puppy are so skinny that I don't feel like it would be a distraction. However, I do still think it's best suited for evening gown, fun fashion, talent, and then any number of different appearances. Yeah, it would be good for a fun fashion. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how can they find it? So you can find it by visiting shop.pageantplanet.com. No need for a coupon code. It's already discounted. And as always, there are free shipping and this product is limited qual- quantity. Like you are never going to find the shoe again. You have to get it now. And for this price, it is like unbeatable. Awesome. Thank you, Jesse. Welcome to Pageant Planet's podcast, where we share stories and strategies to help expand and connect the global pageant community. Visit pageantplanet.com to find pageants, hire coaches, shop for dresses, and more. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome to another episode. Today, Jesse and myself, we are going to be discussing the best silhouette for the evening gown competition. So, Jesse, set the stage for us. Stephen, we are constantly being asked, what is the right thing to wear for each phase of competition, especially for evening gown, because there are so many different options. So people ask, should I wear something fitted? Should I wear something with a fluffy skirt? What's right for my body type? I mean, the questions go on and on, and I get it. It's so, so important to look and feel your best for every phase of competition, but specifically evening gown, because we know that outside of interview, it's one of the common threads for any pageant. And the answer is each person and personal style is different. And today we're going to give a crash course of wardrobe silhouettes and how to choose the one that's right for you. I feel well, not st- you specifically, <laughs> Steven, but Not me, Stephen, yeah. I mean, I feel so so bad for girls, especially the girls, you know, because we hear this a lot. I'm not your typical pageant girl. I don't never really dressed up. And then all of a sudden you get thrown into this world of makeup and hair and silhouettes and skin tones. It's a lot to know, you know, versus a guy, you just go and you put on a suit and it's like, 
I mean, that's your dress up, right? And of course, you can get more granular, but for the most part, if you wear a well-fitted suit, you're going to fit in. Um, so really interested to hear the different um, different cuts and silhouettes and whatnot. So with that, um, let me just kind of pass it over to you and say, what's the first silhouette that you want to cover? Yeah, for sure. And if you can think of anyone, Stephen, that's worn these silhouettes or anything of reference as I'm describing it, go ahead and holler it out because I would love to hear if our verbal description is matching like a visual interpretation. Okay, got it. Okay. So the first silhouette I want to talk about is the column silhouette, also known sometimes by sheath. Um, and what it is, it's basically straight down from top to bottom with waist tapering. So it's made to follow your natural shape. And it's probably the silhouette that you see most often. Do you know what I'm talking about, Stephen? I feel like I have a, I feel like I have a visual of it. Think of Renata's mismasked United States dress, the white one. Yep. That's a column-shaped gown. Got it. Okay. So, so for those listening um, that may not know what Renata's um, mismatched dress looked like, it was white. Um, I think it was a, either a jersey or crepe material on the bottom. So, like, that material is really pretty heavy and, like, falls really nicely and hugs your curves, but without um, being, like, <laughs> like, that sound can, like, really describe something. Uh -huh. So, it fits your body without having too many sharp angles and it narrows in at the waist. So, that is a column gown. It's great for petite women, um, especially because it gives a long and lean look. I wrote brides, which is hilarious in my, out, my outline because I'm wedding dress shopping. So I'm like, oh, this is great for brides. So that's where I am. Really, that's hilarious. Um, but it gives a really long and lean look. But I will say, depending on the fabric you choose, like we talked about jersey and crepe, it's so, um, it's so clingy that it's pretty unforgiving. So you'll need the right undergarments or... You can skip that whole problem and go with a beaded silhouette too, which will kind of hide your imperfections a little bit better. Um, and this is appropriate for teen divisions and up. Yeah. You don't want to go below teen. Yeah. And it's important to note that dude, this is just more of the structure of the gown. So if you're a newbie, we're not necessarily talking fabric. We're not talking like sequence or rhinestones. It's just the structure of the gown and somewhat like how it highlights your body, right? Mm -hmm. That's exactly it. Now, and if you're wanting a, a visual, just a shameless plug here, they can also go to Pageant Planet and click on dresses. And we have like little figurines there of all the different silhouettes. And if you click it, it sorts out our dress gallery based on these silhouette types. So if you're like, gosh, what is a mermaid? Or what is like a ball gown or whatnot? Then you can click on one of those. It'll pull up real life examples of the girls wearing these same things and you can click on that and see where you can buy it. Okay. So that's the column. Um, it, I guess let's just jump to the next one, right? Yeah, okay. let's do it. All right. Let's go through them. The next is mermaid. It's uh, fairly similar to the column, but it's fitted very tightly from the chest all the way through the knee. And then at the knee or maybe the mid thigh, it does like a more dramatic flare out. That's the biggest difference between a mermaid and a column is you get that bigger volume at the bottom. Um, also known as like a fishtail gown uh, or a trumpet gown, etc. I love the silhouette on the pageant stage. It's so dramatic and so eye-catching, especially if you've been like really working hard on your figure or you just naturally are blessed with an hourglass shape. It looks so great. However, and I'm sure you've seen this in your travels, it's very restrictive when you walk. So it's not something that you can buy and you're looking at yourself in the mirror and it looks amazing and you buy it and you never practice in it. You have to get comfortable because you have to take like the most mini steps underneath that big old mermaid because your thighs 
if fitted properly, are going to be like really cinched in. Yeah, and I would think that girls that are new to walking in heels would have a bit of a challenge with this particular type of silhouette. Yes, I would definitely agree. I mean, even women that are super seasoned. I mean, one of my favorite Miss USA state contestants, I think she was Miss Pennsylvania USA a few years ago, Liz. She wore this stunningly fitted black, very, very low cut mermaid dress. Um, and it was fitted to perfection. One thing I'll say is a lot of people avoid cinching right before it poofs out at the leg. Like, do you know what I'm saying? So if it's really fitted and then you want it to be extra cinched right before it poofs out. So you really get the illusion of the shape. A lot of people don't do that, which can kind of do you a disservice. But her dress was fitted flawlessly. And as a result of that, it was even harder. So in her portrait, everyone lost their mind over the gown. But then when she walked in it, it clearly just like the stage, the steps was not conducive to a successful presentation. Yeah. And that's where it's good to know, like, okay, does this pageant typically have steps, et cetera, too, uh, when when choosing your silhouette, like all these things really factor in. So you got to know how to walk. And I would say like, what system, because this could be a very sexy gown and it might not Mm -hmm. work in all systems. Yeah. So I I also think this is a teen and up category. I will say I've seen this in like an mermaid silhouette and like an aqua high neck. And then it's like, okay, that's a beautiful teen gown. Um, But I will say like, you need to, if you are a teen, you're going to want to balance it with a brighter color um, to keep that freshness. Um, This is great for the USA system um, or the universe system or the earth system. Anything that's still very much prides itself in celebrating like beauty pageant, traditional beauty standards. Um, You will want to go with a mermaid if your figure um, is conducive to it because it will just like showcase that you can walk into MMG, IMG, elite model management anywhere and land a job right then and there. Mm, Awesome. Okay, cool. All right. What's the next? So we've covered two silhouettes. What's the third really popular silhouette? Yeah, so we started with the more sophisticated silhouettes, the column and the mermaid. Now we're going to get into a little bit more fun. Um, The next one is what everyone knows, the ball gown silhouettes. Um, It's a fitted bodice with a very dramatic full skirt. And whenever you see a contestant wearing a ball gown, especially um, in pageants where people are traditionally using columns or mermaids, it's just like totally dramatic. It makes a statement. And plus it takes up more space on the stage. So if you're in a group lineup, Eyes typically do go to you because of that. Yeah, because there's no one to your left or right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's you, you can't get you get can't get anywhere close to that. All right, so a typical ball gown. Um, Olivia Jordan wore that pink ball gown. She right? did. She did absolutely. Um, and like the reason it works is it's playful, but it's still regal. So you can kind of choose colors based on your personality. Still have the dramatics of that. Um, but you are able to balance it in either way. She wore the hot pink, so it was like very, very sensuous, um, but still a lot of fun too. We talked about Olivia in a recent podcast about color and how she was able to balance her. Um, she was at the top of the age division. She chose this youthful color, um, and it really worked for her. So again, you can use the silhouette, but make it your own in other choices. Yeah, and also like uh, Lydia, Miss Indiana 2018, that was on her top 10 list, she too had a, a ball gown. Yeah, so. That's right. She did. I loved that gown. It was white, very simple, boat neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so many variations. You don't have to just go for the sweetheart strapless ball gown. There's so many different options. And if you're a newbie to pageantry, 
and you can get a great dress that's going to look amazing on stage, it's also fairly easy to walk in a ball gown because it already has natural structure. So your feet aren't going to get tied up. But I will say the only thing you want to be careful of with ball gowns is a lot of them will have like an inner petticoat or something that makes it feel a little bit more fluffy. And I've seen it time and time again where the liner gets caught in like a shoe or you just like get tangled in it and it's a big pain in the butt. Um, so you don't want to feel uncomfortable. So you want to make sure, again, you're practicing in it enough, but it does give you more freedom, flexibility, et cetera. That's great. Okay. What's the fourth like, most popular silhouette that we've got going on? Well, this is called the unit. Well, I will tell you what it's called, but it is known as the universal silhouette because it works with every body shape. And this is the A-line silhouette. So what it is, it's, it's kind of like the ball gown's little sister because it's fitted through the bust and waist and it's, and it flares at the waist there, like more flowy though than a ball gown. So not as much structure. So it can be a little um, more mature, et cetera. Um, but it's just like it's able to cinch right into the natural waist, which is really strong. Like I said, universal appeal for all body types. Um, however, though, that flowiness, like there is both a pro and con as far as if you're an older contestant that wants to opt for it. It is more youthful because often they're made with chiffon or with tulle, um, which are traditionally younger fabrics for like sweet 16s, quinceaneras, ball gowns for prom. Yeah. And what I like to think about it is, okay, it looks like an A, right? I mean, the dress Very easy, <laughs> it yes. starts straight and it kind of flares out a little bit more. And like, so Emily, what was Emily? Um, Eastern Iowa, 2018. That was also on our list. Yeah. Um, she had an A-gown. And so yeah. there's so many different things that you can do with the top of the A-gown. I feel like it's the most popular cut in mm-hmm. pageantry. It's easy to walk in. It's pretty much universal. I mean, it's good yes. for all systems. And it can really be super sexy or very conservative. So, I mean, yeah. it's very versatile. Um, so I, I know in working with – when I was working in the designer world, it, it was like so many A-line, 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 A-line mm-hmm. uh, dresses just filled up the, the rack. But – Okay. So let's talk. You mentioned you mentioned Emily, and I want to talk about what made her. I want to talk about a couple of different A lines that I've seen. You kind of inspired me here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Emily's gown was satin, and or maybe it was a silk taffeta, but it had like a sheen to it. It was a fabric with some structure, and it was a plunging neckline. So it still had that sex feel, like you said, Stephen. And it was like it it ballooned out a little bit like an A line, but it wasn't so aggressive that it was a ball gown. Emily is very petite. So that's helpful because if you have a ball gown that goes dramatically outwards, it can make you look cut off because you're making more width to your silhouette than height. So an A-line works great for petite silhouettes as well. So there's one example, that silk taffeta, a little more structure. And then I want to think about Cara McCullough, Miss USA. She wore a white A-line gown to be crowned and it was full chiffon. Um, Do you remember it, Steven? She had like the the adornments on the waist and on the neckline. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she was able to match that with her natural, beautiful, curly hair. So she used a really soft silhouette to match with um, the texture of the curls. So the curls really shined and it was part of her story. I loved that. And the last one, maybe you'll remember this because it was really dramatic, was her name. If you want to look her up, she may have a profile on her site. Um, Nadia Mejia. She was Miss California USA a few years ago. She had this adorable cropped hair and she's Rico Suave's daughter fun fact oh yeah no I remember yep I did yeah I did I I know her yeah yeah she wore she's also a Giovanni model like so you'll see her if you even if you've never known you've seen her but she wore a tangerine color gown 
and it had it was a line and it had the world's highest slit and it was like okay it was still a line it was still flattering in all the right places but she was still able to make it age appropriate and system appropriate for USA. Um, so there's a couple different variations. So if you're looking to kind of make it your own, there are so many options, like Steven said, like even the biggest prom designers in the world know that A-Line is where it's at. Yeah, and she does have a pro profile. I pulled her up. So Amen. the <laughs> beauty job. of pageant planet it never ends. <laughs> All right, so a, a little crash course in the few minutes that we have left of like kind of what the best ball gowns go with your silhouette. Or well, I will or, say I'm sorry, both the I'm sorry, which silhouette goes best with your silhouette? Yeah, so I will say if when in doubt, both the A-line and the ball gown work wonders for pear-shaped or heart-shaped women. So real quick differentiation, pear-shaped is women that have a small like more slender shoulders, smaller bust, etc., and then their their hips and thighs are a little bit wider, so they're a little bit bottom heavy. Welcome to my world. Or heart-shaped women, they have broader shoulders, larger chest, etc. So both of those silhouettes, the way they work, they're fitted in the top, and you can get them in a neckline that is more suitable to your shoulders. Um, really, really, really cinches in your waist, and then um, the fuller skirt provides balance. So whether you're smaller on top, you can provide um, some more details on top that make it look a little bit fuller, and then your ball gown fills it out, or your A-line fills it out. But if you are worried about balancing your top half, you don't want to, if you're wearing a column gown and you're top heavy, it's very obvious. But if you wear something with a little more volume on the bottom, it's more forgiving. And plus, like, who doesn't love that traditional hourglass silhouette? Yeah, and the fun thing about this is once you know what silhouette type works best for your body type, um, it makes shopping easier. You start to understand why you gravitate towards certain designers more. Um, everything just has a tendency to fall in place and it will reduce the stress like when you're shopping because you might love a dress and then you're like, mm, that you know that silhouette doesn't just really work with my body type. And mm -hmm. you know, no judgment around it. We all have different bodies. So um, if you had to wrap all of this up, I guess, how would you do that? Yeah, so I would say overall, regardless of what silhouette you choose, Tailoring is a must. Even a fitted column gown can work against you if it's not the right length. So you always want your gowns to be touching the floor with your shoes on when you're posing. You never want your shoes to show. Obviously, they'll peek out a little bit when you're walking, but when you're posed, your dress should always hit the floor. Or like the universal A-line can work against you if the waist is falling at the right place. So tailoring can solve all of those problems. So even if you don't have the finances for a several thousand dollar couture gown, whatever gown you do go with, make sure that a judge can't find any reason in the tailoring and the fit to take off points. And if you're oh, if you're wondering, you can always send us a picture through our coaching or our VC virtual coaching VIP memberships and we'll take a look. And when you're buying your gown, I also want you to make sure to leave room at the top of your budget to account for these fixes and the best possible accessory. So if you know, I'm gonna use a fake number, Stephen, because you know I'm the worst at math. If you're, if you know your evening on <laughs> budget is $500, a nice round number for me, uh -huh. and you buy a $500 gown, now you don't have any room in that budget to get alterations, and you probably should allow for at least $100 in alterations. It could be more, it could be less, but I think that's a good safe place to start. And then accessories, so shoes, earrings, probably need around to $100 for that too. Think about your shoes, about 75. And if you're gonna go on the really low end of earrings, probably 25. Um, so you wanna make sure that like you have a $200 cushion no matter if your budget is 500 or 5,000. Um, and obviously you can kind of gauge that, how, how your budget slides here and there. And the last thing I wanna mention is 
when you're gown shopping, regardless of which of these silhouettes you've chosen, Stephen and I gave some examples of how different contestants have used traditional silhouettes and made it their own. So if you know you love your shoulders, but the rest of your body looks great in a ball gown, get a strapless ball gown. If you know you want to show off your tatas, um, well, that's and but you know you have like a little bit more of a slender waist. You don't have large tatas, but you want them to balance. Go for a column, and that way you still get that figure hugging that shows them off, but it doesn't overwhelm your figure in another way, um, etc. So. You can make it your own. You can put a slit in A-line or a ball gown if your legs are your favorite. So identify what part of your body you want to showcase, and you can always find a dress within any of these silhouettes that serves that purpose. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much for listening. And if you've received any benefit from this show or for ones previous, please consider giving us a five-star review. It might seem like a small action, but it really does help us keep the show going. Want to become a part of pageant history? Create a free contestant or business profile on pageantplanet.com to unlock hidden features and connect with other experts throughout the world.